when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Good evening, Andrew. Hello. All right. Good, good well, evening. Welcome to Parsnips. Yes. Um, I was at Asda yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and I thought what I'd do is record and do a commentary of the bloke next next to me at the self-checkout getting his shopping. All right. Quite enjoyed it. I'll, I'll play it for you, see if it gets you in the mood. All right? Please do. Oh, a litre of bubblegum flavour soda there. Two large sacks of frozen chicken dippers. Ten hot dogs. Packet of instant batter. Oh, two tins of value mints there. Extra strong bog brush. Two litres of UHT milk. Bottle drain away sink and blocker. Revive underpant freshener. Oh, a Thompson's toilet chisel. Bed bug crystals. Toothpaste. Oh, he's put he's put that back. Uh, metal Mickey bubble bath. <laughs> carrot. One carrot. Oh no, he's put that back. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the end of his shopping. There's a nice little selection there. It was, of course, uh, my co-host Andrew Dawson. <laughs> Check out. Oh, Mister Blue Drink, with your hot dogs and block sink. Why did you buy that batter? It's going to make you much fatter. So, <laughs> did you see me next year, Nasda? Oh, I didn't notice you. Were you disguised or something like that? No, but I kept my head down. Oh, well, that's probably why I just don't really pay attention. Yeah, well, well, well observed. What's wrong with instant batter anyway? <laughs> why like should I hang around batter? for batter? So, I like the way you say batter. Butter. Say, Say, I like instant butter. Instant butter. Yeah, what about it? Is this butter fresh or instant, Andy, that you oh, serve fresh me? Fresh butter, though. Fresh butter from the deli counter. Oh. Hey, and it's, bat- it's the butter week. It's um, it's Shrove Tuesday. Pancake Day, Biggest Day of the Year, Tuesday. It's coming up. It's coming up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you be, will you um, be um, cooking your pancakes, Andy, for the nippers or anything? Well, obviously, yeah, we'll be. I've got a vegan daughter, though, so we've got to get the vegan batter. Um, oh, which we, we did a trial run with it today, just in case it all goes to shit. And it was yeah. probably about 65% successful, I think. It's one of them, you know, where you get the little the plastic bottle and you've got to fill the, the thing up to the line with water and yeah. then you shake it. But it never works properly because there's always still bits of lumps and some of the, the powder's still stuck in the bottom and the corners of the bottle and... Um, nah, it, it was sixty-five percent successful, but we've learned. Yeah, you've learned Come something. Tuesday, it'll, it'll all be good, hopefully. But um, do you, do you make like to... American pancakes or the little, the British ones, the thin ones? 
What's an American pancake? I'm not you sure. You know, the thick ones, the ones that are, like, fluffy. No, British. British, nice and thin. Yeah. Just my standard, said, like, like what I've had since I was a kid. Yeah, my mum always used to say that um, it's not a good pancake unless you can spit through it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a way of testing it. The, I suppose um, it is. Well, we've just both watched that cup final, that league cup final. Yeah. Um, was, I enjoyed um, it. You enjoy it? I I enjoyed it um, immensely. Um, I, I found myself not really caring about either team because they're both uh, part of the ill-fated Super League, which I'm still Ooh. angry about many, many months on. But um, it was nice to see that goalkeeper come on, not see of any penalties, and then sky it over the top to, to hand the match to Liverpool. I thought that was very funny. Enjoyed you would that think a lot. that uh, the likes of Middlesbrough, Sunderland... And some others should start a shit league. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't call it shit league, but a, a, a different type of league where we, you know, we allow a bit of tackling, allow the, a foul throw or two. Yeah, they call it the alternative league or something like that, or the real, yeah. the real league. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe yeah, and maybe like your captain has to do a bit of karaoke. Your players have got to drive around in cars that are sponsored by a local dealership and have their names written on the side. Yeah, we're getting nostalgic, aren't we're we? We're just but... turning into old men talking about their past, don't we? Yeah, sorry. Hey, about you've that. probably heard, Andrew, Mr. Mm. Mark Hughes has taken yes. the manager's job at Bradford. Mm. Uh, luckily for me, um, the lads at Infinity Rocket Plastics have recently installed a tap on his mobile phone using a procedure called hot todding. Oh, hot todding, right. That's a nice name for a hacking procedure, isn't it, Andy? Very much so, yeah. Very nice name for it. Uh, They managed to record a telephone conversation between Mark and the chairman of the British Manager's Lunch Club, Mr Sam Allardyce. Oh, good, yeah. You excited by that, Andy? You don't sound it. excited, thrilled, yeah. Um, Shall I play that for you, then? Please do. Hello, Mark, Sam, Sam here, Sam Allardyce. Is that you, sunshine? Yes, I... I suppose it's uh, that's what I've been told anyway. All right, I just wanted to congratulate on your new job at Bradford. What's your plan? Uh, perfect job for for me really, you know. Bradford um, has the fifth highest number of manufacturing businesses in the UK. <laughs> well, what? Hold on. What's that got to do? What's that got to do? What? I don't see your point, Mark. Well, I've been struggling to find a, a UK manufacturer for my men's peephole skinnies and <laughs> my cuddling blankets, so I'm hoping to find some good contacts in the area. What on earth are cuddling blankets, Mark? Oh, they're sort of soft pastel-coloured blankets for for men to hold on to if they're upset. I need reassurance. I'm hoping to impregnate them with sweet perfumes to help, you know, ease their distress. Oh, 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 who are these blokes that need cuddling blankets? Sounds like something only losses would need. No, just ordinary blokes, you know, are a bit upset or maybe just want to have some me time, you know, help reset their stress levels. I can't see that. I can't see it, mate. I think most blokes would just prefer a pint and a pint or maybe an afternoon down the bookies. Failing that, maybe a fight with some young'uns. But never mind that. What's your plan as a manager of Bradford Football Club? Well, I, I got two and a half year deal, and to be honest, if my cuddling blankets and snuggle mittens take off, I'll probably just, you know, let it rot, blame lack of financial support, you know. If the blankets and mittens bomb, 
then I'll spend up this summer, get them promoted, get a new deal and then destroy an exit with a payoff. So either way, it's looking good. It sounds good to me, Mark. Listen, before you go, can I ask, how much um, are the people's skinny pants? Are, are they in a... Uh, sorry, how much are they? Sorry about that, Mark. How much are they in a three times extra large? Nineteen ninety nine, but I can send you a pair if you cover postage. Thank you, Mark, and good fucking luck. <laughs> Damn, you know there it is, Andy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Bradford. It's no disrespect to Bradford, but it's Mark Hughes is, is gradually spiraling downwards through the leagues. Yeah, looking for his true level. But, um, I know what he means. You know, it is, uh, I think, the fifth largest manufacturing city in the UK. So I, yeah. I know where he's coming from. Well, that, that's that's got to be to its uh, to its its benefits. I think. Yeah. Would you buy? Um, would you buy a cuddling blanket, Andy? I would. I'd, I'd have the complete gift set if it was available. I thought I'd get one sent to me for free. So you'd have That'd you'd have helpful. the stress mittens, the cuddling blanket, the, all of that, and the people and skinny the jeans. Absolutely, yeah, the whole lot. Hey, you might be on the summit. Well, you never know. It could be where this podcast eventually headed. Um, I've got a new format of quiz for you, if you're interested. Yes. Slight pause there, but okay. I'm, I'm gauging your enthusiasm no, I'm on already. It's uh, okay. It's called from centre spot to shit farm. Right. And I'm going to give you three football clubs. And uh, I'm talking about the distance between the centre spot on their pitch to the nearest sewage treatment facility. Oh, Andy, can I just put my phone down? I want to applaud you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, I'm interested. (laughs) Okay, three clubs. You can give us them furthest away or closest to the centre spots, if you like. But these are the closest shit farms to... Plymouth Argyle. Right. Everton. Right. And Dumbarton. Oh. Everton, would there be a shit farm in the middle there like that? I'm going to go Dumbarton, nearest. Then Plymouth, is it? Mm-hmm. Plymouth. Then Everton. And Everton. So you're saying Dumbarton, nearest. Ah! Then, no, hang on. Yeah. Then yeah. Plymouth. And then Everton, yeah. furthest away. You yeah. have got it completely wrong. Yeah. Sorry about that. Everton, the nearest one to the centre spot at Goodison, the nearest ship farm is 1.9 miles away. Uh, Plymouth <laughs> Argyle, uh, 6.5 miles. And Dumbarton is 7 miles. So oh, really what, what up, I found I? is there are a lot of ship farms, more than I thought there were, and they're uh, quite yeah, yeah. close to all of us at all times. But that's the... Uh, that's the outcome there. You failed, but thank you for playing from centre spot to shit farm, Mr Mortimer. I enjoyed it very much, Andrew. Thank you. Can I just say that I did visit a shit farm not so long back did and you? had a tour of it. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff comes down a great big pipe, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the first thing it meters is it meets is a, a massive but fairly simple filter, you know, yeah. like chicken wire. Right, yeah, yeah. And the stuff that's caught in that chicken wire... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how to. It's um, powerful, mm-hmm. yeah. Visibly, in, in terms of you, order, you feel or it. everything. Oh God, the all, order, man! Yeah, it's extraordinary. And um, 
Like it's powerful. You know, like a crocodile's eyes. I have stared into a crocodile's eyes, right? And it's telling it, it. You know, it says keep away. Yeah. And the physical look of this stuff said, do not approach. It's a bubbling um, towel, and uh, I won't go on about it, Andy. I'm just trying to establish <laughs> my shit farm credentials. <laughs> I have, I have one question. Yeah. How was this shit farm tour arranged? Um, when I was doing my fishing show. Um, I thought it'd be nice because we were we were fishing next to a pipe, you know, from a ship right. farm. Yeah, and I thought, is that really nice? That that's you know, should that really be coming in? So we phoned yeah. up the um, local water board and said, can we have a look? All oh, right, but it didn't make it to the. Uh, did it get filmed? Is it yeah, like got a DVD filmed. extra? Yeah, we got a dro- we got a drone right into the filter system because no no cameraman would go near it. So but so. That's a that's a very wow. useful aspect of a drone. It'll go where man fears, you know. Yeah, well, like the sky, for example. Yeah, mainly the sky. Yeah. I tell you what, Andrew, I got a great one from Infinity this week. What you got? Uh, so so pleased with it. They've managed to whatever it is hacking. I think they used something called a bent a bent apple procedure, something electronic uh, hacking procedure. You know. All right. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, so they've got. I got a little bit of footage from Stockley Park whilst they were what, doing a match. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the doing, VAR. That's con- where they do. That's where they do the VAR, isn't it? It's yeah. Where, yeah. Where they, the the remote ref yeah. makes the decisions. It was Craig Pawson was in there this week. Um, it's quite interesting. You can see it's a small, quite a small, much smaller room than you might think. I'd say probably looks yeah. like there's eight different screens. There's uh, mm-hmm. Craig Pawson sat in the middle. There's like a tech operator uh, fella, you know, does the slowing down, draws, d- zooms in on shit and that, you know. And there's also oh, yeah. a, a, a woman there. I think she's like doing admin, to keeping a record of what's what's what goes on and that. They were watching yeah. a Palace versus Liverpool match from last weekend. <coughs> Just as the footage starts, uh, the lady has brought in a cup of coffee and a plate of rum bar bars. Um. There you go, lads. A nice plate of barbars to go with your coffee. <laughs> well, thanks. I think it's Yorkie cars. Oh, thanks, Carol. <laughs> I, I love a barbar in the afternoon. It feels really naughty. You going to have one, Terry? Yeah, go on. Why not? Hey, Craig, have a look at that top right screen. Ooh, that's that Roger Moore. Oh, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Calm down, Carol. This is a VAR room, not a bar room. Get it? Get it? It's similar words, but not the same words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very crispy humour, Craig. So, so look, see how Roger Moore has just pulled a gun out of the back of his trouser belt? Cool. I wouldn't mind putting something down the back of Roger's belt. <laughs> belt up, Carol. This is VAR room, not the FNAR room. Do you get it? Get it? <laughs> similar sounding words with very contrasting meanings. Very inventive of that, Craig. Now watch, using this little stick here, I can reverse the picture and make it look like he's sticking a gun in his pants to E.G. shout off a clingberry that's trapped in his pants. Watch. Oh, that's terrific, Terry. Do you see that, Carol? What a bloody fantastic use of the tech. Oh, that's amazing. I tell you what, he can reverse my technology any time he wants to. <laughs> Very friable image, Carol. Now, take a look at the screen. 
top top centre there. It's showing that bit in The Apprentice when Alan Sugar comes through the doors into the boardroom. Now, if I freeze frame it just before he enters, you can see the shadow of Sugar behind the door. But tell me what's that on his head. Check out the shadow. It looks a bit like a leg of lamb. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, could, or it could be rear section of an exhaust box from, uh, I don't know, a Yamaha scooter. He could be a cat and that's mistaken his hair for a litter tray. That's oh, a good call, Carol. Thing is, get this, we will never know, because as I press play, you'll see, as the doors open, there's nothing on his head. Spooky stuff, Terry. It's amazing what your mind conjures up if you stare at something long enough, in it. Oh, this rum barbar's delicious, Carol. You must give me recipe. Did either of you two watch Celebrity Dating last night? That bloke... From here in Chelsea, had a shit at a bus stop. Oh, shit. Shush, shush. It's Mike fucking Dean. Um, Hello, Stockley Park. You'd like me to check for a possible penalty award for a foul on Jota. No worries, Mike. Just give us a minute. Can you get the match up on the big screen, Terry? Shit. No, I I can't. I'm using all that screen to edit me TikToks. Have a look at bottom left. Just viewing the incident now, Mike. Keeper definitely makes contact with Jotter as far as I can see. What, what, what do you reckon, Craig? Uh, let's slow down footage and then reverse it. Ooh, that makes the keeper look like a dog wiping his ass on the grass in the park. The dirty devil. Seems to me Jotter has already lost control at ball. Yeah, does that matter? I mean, a foul's a foul, isn't it? Well, I don't really know, to be honest. Is, is that a clear and obvious error by the ref? Oh, come on, hurry up. Your coffee's getting cold. Who is the referee in this match? It's uh, Mike Dean. Oh, I can't stand him. I bought him some Battenberg in last week when he was here, and he never touched it. Whole place stunk of vinegar crisps after he'd left as well. Did he give the penalty? No, no, he said no penalty. Well, say it's a penalty then. That's ah, good call, Carol. Ma- Mike... We have reviewed the footage and concluded that a foul occurred in the box, therefore a penalty should be awarded. Yeah, no, thank you, Mike. Yeah, so they were on their way home from a restaurant and he just nipped behind this bus stop and had a shit. Look, I've got the footage up there, middle right. Have a look. Uh, Okay, don't forget to give me that recipe before you leave, Carol. (laughs) That's Stockley Park. That's what actually happens there. That's what goes on. Yeah? God, I had no idea. 
thanks again to Infinity Rocket Plastics. We're going over live to uh, the Venezuelan third division where Mark Lawrenson is doing some commentary. He's now the, the solo commentator. He's not a, a number two anymore. Uh, and he's doing the Venezuelan third division for English-speaking audiences. We'll go over live and uh, have a listen to see what, what's going on there right now. Long ball, punted forward there. Flag's gone up, number nine's offside. Looking at a cloud actually above the away end. It's got more than a passing resemblance to my rabbit and Guinea. Ball's just gone out there over the halfway line. Throw in. Well, that's Mark. We'll come back maybe and get a bit more of that later on. Yeah, maybe a bit of a lull in the game. Yeah, maybe. You've got them at a bad time, probably. Got a crime files. Okay. Um, I haven't sent it to you. Am Um, I in it? I don't really know. I I don't think so. But um, you'll just have to instinctively feel your way around the um, tension moments. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Crime Files. The Northumberland village of Martin is renowned for its 16th century market cross and its close proximity to the open expanses surrounding the Kielder Reservoir. The nearest police station is located in Hexham, some 40 minutes away. Fortunately for its residents, there has been virtually zero crime for the nearly 10 years. That was until the 24th of April 2019, when everything changed. (laughs) Yeah. All right, okay. (laughs) Was it? Situated in a converted stable just off the main street lies the workshop and display space of local nonsense potter Neil Hunt. On the morning of the 24th of April, Neil was alone in his workshop putting the finishing touches to a utility vase decorated with screaming children and neglected dogs. He was listening to David Bowie tape on his portable stereo unit. He was singing along. Fashion, move to the left. Fashion, (laughs) move to the right. We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. (laughs) <laughs> At this moment, the door to the nonsense pottery opened and in walked Newcastle United manager, Eddie Howe. Nice. Bob Duda, for fashion. For fucking fashion. Absolutely fucking wicked lyrics, Squire. Makes a change from all the modern crash bang boing wallop saucepan music. Neil turns off his stereo. For Christ's sake, I was enjoying that. Did you say something, matey? Did you actually say something without any indication that it was required of you? Well, did you? I was just singing along to the fucking lyrics, mate. I've never had to ask permission to do that before in my fucking life. That's because you've never been in my nonsense pottery before. Now, what is it that you want? What do you actually want? And back in with the swearing, there's a church not a quarter of a mile from here. <laughs> As you wish, Squire. 
I'm looking for a centrepiece to go with all the tats in the trophy cabinet at St. James's Park. Something <laughs> a bit fucking different. Something with fucking attitude. Oh, I do beg your fucking pardon, by the way. <laughs> I don't fashion trophies. I'm a potter. Now, if that's all you want, kindly leave so I can listen to Ashes to Ashes. Oh, I love that one. My mum said to get things done, you better not mess with Mr. Fucking Tom. There you go again singing, without permission, I might add. Like a simpleton begging for scraps. And it's Major Tom, not Mr. Tom. Uh, what about that vase there? That's a fucking whopper. You couldn't <laughs> afford that, matey. I think you'll find my fucking can. <laughs> my club is the richest in the world. It's not for sale. Why fucking not? Because I don't like you. Why fucking not? Because you're a <laughs> choir boy in adult clothing. Haven't... <laughs> Haven't I seen you on Songs of Fucking Praise? Say that again, mate, and I'll take your fucking miserable face and turn it inside fucking out. You're a choir boy in men's clothes. (laughs) At this point, Eddie Howe removes a prison shank fashioned from a toothbrush from his pocket and lunges towards Neil. He grabs him by the collar and places the point of the shank into Neil's nostril. A small line of blood drips into Neil's mouth. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Sorry I was too engrossed Get off that. me Get fucking you can shut up as well Get off me Get off me Do you not know who I am No who are you squire King fucking shithouse I'll have you know My niece's husband's gardener Has the largest collection of Stanley knives And vintage shears in the Thumberland And my son's wife's best friend Has the telephone number Of the Ministry of Defence Yeah, and I've got a fucking shank position Halfway up your fucking nostril So who's fucking winning here, Squire? Okay, okay You are Why is it always little old me? I polished every single tin donation at this year's Harvest Festival and I once calmed an annoying baby by dangling my keys in its face. I don't fucking deserve this. Perhaps you would like to withdraw your remark. Yes, yes, I will, I will. You're not a choir boy. So what am I then? An inexperienced but potentially average football manager. (laughs) Correct. Now, about that pot. Yes, OK, you can have it. I'll give it to you half price if you just leave me alone. Just £30,000. 30 k of the Queen's singles? No fucking worries. That is just a drip of piss in an ocean of farts from our club. I'll take it and wish you all the fucking rest with your nonsense fucking pottery and good fucking luck with your future fucking plans. (laughs) Eddie leaves the shop with the neglected dog's vase. A smile comes over Neil's face. Ha, fucking ha. That vase was a failed bake. I was going to try and shift it in the charity shop. Hundred quid max. I'm Neil Hunt and I'm loving life. There's a star man skating in me thigh. He'd like to come and greet us because he knows it's all worthwhile. (laughs) 
And that's the end then, Jim. So there you have it, you know. Ah. <gasps> uh, that was what went on stuff. in the small Northumberland town of Martin. Lovely. How's that commentary going with Mark Lawrence and um, is the oh, match going well, any good? Yeah, we'll pop back over and see what's happening there. <laughs> Yellow card there for the keeper. Time wasting. Can't blame him, to be honest. I've just signed up for that ticky-tock, but I can't find anyone worth following on it. So far, I'm following Land Rover and Celine Dion. Neither of them post very much. All seems like a waste of time, really. Throw in. And that's, yeah, that's all the time. Oh, I wanted another throw in. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll go back another time. I'm not sure. Welcome to the Dump Pod with me, Dominic Littlewood from Daytime BBC One. My guest this week is none other than BBC Two celebrity, Mr. Bubba. Hello there, Thanks for joining me again today. We're just going to have a little chat about this and that. You know, chew the fat over a few issues and what have you. Pancake Day coming up. I don't know if you've yep. been talking about that with anybody recently. Do you still observe nope. Pancake Day, Bob? Yeah, I'll try to have six. I'll try to have half a dozen on Pancake you Day. You do? Yeah. A lot of people say it's got a bit commercialised these days. But I don't know. What I do you think? think? So. I mean, they do. They give prominence to the lemon, Jif, Le- Jif lemons in the supermarket and that, yeah. but not really. Yeah. I ain't got an opinion on it. I'm on the fence. When it comes to Pancake Day. Before okay. we go any further, I must mention this. I need to take a moment to say a few words about my new book that's coming out. Uh, it's part memoir, uh, part personal blueprint for a better way of life. It's called Dominic Littlewood, Tinned Fruit and Jogging. <laughs> and it's available in all good bookshops now. Go out and buy a copy. I'll be very happy indeed. Okay, back to the podcast. Before we go, I've got a little game show format that I've been working okay. on. Boom, boom, I like to run by you. Maybe you'll be interested in being a team captain on it. Who knows? Here we go. It's called The Fog. Okay, now, The Fog. Here's how it works. The Fog. Two teams, each of them inside a great big sealed egg. And they take turns answering general knowledge questions. And each time they get one wrong, we release a foul-smelling vapour into their egg. And when they can't take any more, that's when the game is over. The fog. But they have to say these exact words when they've had enough. All right, they've got to say, Please hear us, Mr. Dumb. We beg and beg and beg. Switch off that horrible fog and release us from this egg. What do you reckon? I think it's strong. No, I Would think you be in it? Yeah. I'd like to do a pilot. Well, I'm not sure whether to change the name of the egg. Or maybe the fog egg. I don't know. What do you think? What, you're not sure what to call it? Well, it was the fog originally, but now I think about it. Maybe the fog egg might be better. The egg of fog? Egg of fog. See, that's good. I like that. I'll have that. That's all right. <laughs> you can have that, Tom. Thank you very much for joining me on the Dub Pod. As always, boom, boom, ah, maybe we'll get you on again next time. Maybe we won't. We'll see. Thanks, Tom. Goodbye. 
See ya. Do you want to have a few questions from yeah, the parsnippers? Uh, is Bob willing to discuss the annuity no. in the Football League, Piers? Right. Sorry, James Christmas. Big <laughs> <laughs> cut off mid question. Uh, Richard Wadsworth says, quite simply, gravy on pancakes? No, thank you, uh, Richard. I don't understand what? it. It's like you know, like gravy on ice. I don't on ice cream well, kind of thing. Uh, surely, surely a pancake is just basically a Yorkshire pudding in different form, in a flatter form. It's the same ingredients. I don't well, think I don't see why that wouldn't work. That's the science, Andy. But I'm being more emotive about it. I associate pancakes with sweetness. So you know, right. the question was asked, not for me. Not fine. Fair enough. Justin Seeley says, "Will you call me a prick?" I'll leave that you're, to you. Justin, you're a prick. Great. And uh, Jack Pickering finally says, when is the first collection of my green bin this year? Uh, second week in March, Jack. Um, there we are. That's all the questions I think. Didn't someone ask about me now. Toby Carvery card, Andy? <sighs> Why have I got to ask you that one? I just wanted to show you because look at that. I, got, I just got my new one. January. What? Do you see that? It's nice to see, isn't it? It's, yeah, I won't even see what's on it. But it's... it's uh, <laughs> David... David Clark said, Andy, can you confirm whether or not Bob has still got his Toby Carvery goal card? At the time, it seemed like the biggest revelation of your life hearing about this, but it's never been mentioned again. Did it really piss him off that much? Yes, what does, yes it I'm did. Sh- I'm showing you it, Andy, and what does it yeah. say on the front of All my right, goal it card? Says, it says Bob's Carvery <laughs> in the Toby Carvery font, and it's a gold card. So that it's... Mo- yeah. Someone was asking, Andy, have you got it there? Someone was asking the most with drunk in a session or something. Was that one? Uh, yeah, that was from Tom, who says, what's the largest quantity of alcohol you've both consumed in one sitting? Asking for my mum. So uh... I've definitely done a dozen. I mean, lots of people have, but I used to do a dozen for birthdays. That's what me and my mates had to do. But I did do a, a weekend, a Friday till Sunday mm-hmm. evening, where I did 50. 50 pints. Right. I, was, I always thought that were pretty good. That's incredible. We we did, we went on a stag weekend to Amsterdam many years ago and we got to the airport at 6am or 6.30am I think it was for an early flight and they said that our flight had been rescheduled till the afternoon and they'd sent us a fax. A fucking fax. Who reads faxes? Nobody. So we were stuck in the airport early afternoon, Newcastle Airport, but the bar opened at 7am so we we cracked on from seven a.m. in the in the pub in the airport, and we were still going at about three a.m. in Amsterdam the following morning. So that was like twenty what, hours. What do you reckon you That's did? I, I I haven't got a clue. But I'd probably say twenty pints. Twenty. It's no fifty, is 20. it? Twenty. Well, you're talking about an entire weekend, though, aren't you? I'm talking about in one session. Yeah, true. Was, that, was in was yours my... without sleep? Was it? <laughs> No? no oh, I had a kebab the other day, Andy. I haven't had a kebab, I reckon, for about five years. Oh, and I have one now one, and again. Like, it was just delicious. A... Yeah. Boah, man, it was gorgeous. But two, it, it caused me a lot of grief for a week afterwards. My body's ah, not right. used to fats anymore, you know. Your body rejected um, it. But just a reminder <laughs> to people how delicious they are. <laughs> a sober kebab's a fine thing. Tea time oh, kebab. Yeah. yeah. Me and Jim always used to get them, um, spread them out on our beds in hotel rooms. Ooh, I reckon that's about it from this one. Oh, I couldn't have another, um, just another quick visit to Mark, see how the match is going. Well, I'm not sure. We'll see if anything's happening. We'll go over there now. 
finding myself torn between forking out for a full rewire or just, just moving house altogether. Can't be bothered with all the mess and disruption of a rewire. Leave it to someone else to deal with. Uh, the ball's gone out there near the halfway line. Throw in. There we are. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> I wish you'd do more throw-ins. Anyway, yeah, no, thank you for that. It um, sounds a good, decent match. Um, and thank you for listening, that kind of thing, Andy. Thank you, Pastippers. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.